Hi, everybody. I'm Jordan Ostroff of Legalese Marketing, and this is Exhibit A Attorneys, where we interview attorneys and other experts around the country to talk about what it really takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful attorney. Joining me today is Ryan Locke of the Locke Law Firm. Ryan grew up in Maryland, went to college at University of Richmond in Virginia. Did I get your acronyms correct? No, that's correct. That's spiders. That's All right. Fine. Uh, then law school at Georgia with uh, with my now wife, public defender in Atlanta, hung a shingle about seven years ago, and has been living the dream ever since. Currently, he represents people injured by the carelessness of drivers and property owners, as well as people unfairly convicted of crimes. He tells you that his biggest difference is that he spends uh, the amount of time he spends with his clients much more than other firms, but that also he is uh, smarter, writes better, and is much more handsome than many of his competitors. So a couple extra things that Ryan brings to the table. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, you're welcome. And I mean, as you can see, I am exhibit A of a successful attorney coming to you from my successful home office uh, right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so I'm, I'm very happy to join you. It's actually a virtual background, so people don't get jealous of you. You've, you've overlaid uh, Norman Rockwell's modern day Americana there. It's like it's like a man of the people type thing. You know, sometimes you read those articles where it's like drive a crappy car to the courthouse, don't wear a Rolex to like connect with the jury. Yeah, this is this is how I connect with the jury in the modern era. <laughs> there we go. Um, so today we're going to talk about all things digital, including long form content as well as hiring. But before that, if you want to watch our last episode that aired on Monday with Alexis Austin, who talked to us about the importance of a good intake process, something near and dear to my heart. And now we're going to talk about digital marketing and some other digital efforts, another thing near and dear to my heart. So thank you so much for joining us today, Ryan. I'm, I'm excited to be here. For people looking to connect with you more and not get you confused with the Olympic swimmer, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Um, you can go to thelockfirm.com, T-H-E-L-O-C-K-E-F-I-R-M.com. Um, and that's my website. It has a lot of stuff that I'm going to talk about today. Um, you can shoot me an email, Ryan at thelockfirm.com. And I'm, I'm most active, I think, on on Twitter, where it's at Ryan Locke, L-O-C-K-E. Fantastic. So tell me a little bit of kind of the, the origin story, not so much of you, but of your law firm. You know, I know you talked about a little bit, yeah. um, taking a couple of years to realize it was a business and then getting to meet some really great people and Max Law, some other groups. So, you know, walk us through that process a little bit more. Well, so I was a, a public defender here in Atlanta. And um, I had I had been a public defender for a few years. And and I was um, I was kind of wanting more, right? Um, a little bit more autonomy, uh, a little bit more control over uh, my my own schedule. And um, a little bit more um, responsibility for for the entire life cycle of a client, and so the um, I actually spent um, I, I was hired uh, by an insurance defense firm, and I lasted maybe eight months, and realized like oh that was not for me, and so I, I'd been thinking about hanging a shingle, and then I kind of realized like oh well, you know I, I I really do need to do it because the the firm was not a good fit. Um, so I, I hung a shingle. I did trial level criminal defense for a couple years. Um, we have tons of counties here in Georgia. And so, um, 
you know, I was driving around to a bunch of different counties and um, hanging out in the courthouses and, um, you know, doing all the fun trial stuff. Um, I started having kids and wanted a, um, a better schedule than like driving around during the day and then doing all my work at night. And so I started transitioning into uh, personal injury. And that was maybe five years ago. Um, now I'm, I may be two thirds personal injury and a third criminal appeals. Um, I, I'd always been doing appeals at the public defender and then when it was out and, and it was something that I really enjoyed. And so I thought, you know, I, I can't let it go because, um, it's, it's, it's just really a great part. Uh, like I, I just really enjoy the work and I feel like a real lawyer when I'm doing it, you know, it's like very core lawyer skills. Um, and so, um, and, and also I do some contract public defender work on my appeal side, so I can still kind of give back to the public defender world. Well, I also think it's wonderful because ultimately a lot of those cases on appeal are coming from people you may have worked with as a public defender that you know, and then obviously I would assume you get a, a good number of referrals from those people as well for the personal injury stuff. Yeah, and at least in Atlanta, there are not, there are a lot of criminal defense lawyers but there are not tons of lawyers who specialize in criminal appeals and that's kind of their main focus and the of the people who do it there there's like a, a band of people who charge way more than me and then there's a band of people who charge about what i charge and so it's it's nice because it's it's easier to rank organically because not a lot of people are putting out a lot of criminal appeals content it's easy to distinguish yourself for referrals because, you know, not many people are saying, hey, I do criminal appeals and that's it. I don't do any criminal trial work. Um, and, and so I, th it, I think it's a little bit easier to market yourself in, in that niche. Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, you're talking about the ease of marketing, but also about deciding the kind of the lifestyle you wanted to have. And I always find, you know, the happiest attorneys are the ones that merge those two things. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and I think that the it, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, the first couple of years, um, you know, I didn't really think of a law firm as a business and, you know, certainly going to UGA, um, you know, the, the kind of thinking back then was you either go to a big firm or you go work for the government. And there was no training about like, what if you want to go work for yourself? Um, and so I was just stumbling through everything the first couple of years and, and, you know, only maybe in, in the last five or six have I you know, really started to nail kind of business fundamentals. Um, and I think that that also helps. So like, it helps when you're running a good business. It helps when you pick something that really meshes with your lifestyle and it helps when you pick something that you enjoy. And so if, if you can hit, you know, if you can get all those three kind of cylinders pumping, then, then I think you have something good. And it's interesting. So, you know, you talk about coming up, understanding that it was a, a business and the business fundamentals. At what point did you start incorporating more of that digital component to the practice? Because obviously it seems like, you know, you're really doing a great job there. Well, you know, I'd, I'd always been um, tech oriented, right? And, um, and so I, I'd always, like, I'd always kept all my files on the cloud and I'd always been paperless and that kind of thing. Um, but really it was, being exposed to other lawyers, uh, particularly through online groups, um, to really take my my firm to the next level, 
especially with things like you know like i'd never heard of a of a like a marketing funnel right and and i, I think your guest sam next week i think is going to talk about that but like you know seeing experts do that you know and then say oh i should create a marketing funnel like oh i should create a drip campaign right when someone wants to hire me and then we can send emails to them if they don't and they'll remember who i am um even just stuff as simple as that it's like you know i think if you looked under the hood 90 percent of what i'm doing is like what any you know like first year business student would consider the bare minimum in in running a modern business um but in in law it seems like it's not very widely adopted to do these things and so if you're doing the bare minimum that's still a competitive advantage for you and so uh, uh, you know just joining you know we have we have some georgia specific online lawyer groups one that i found really valuable is maximum lawyer um they're a facebook group and a podcast and just kind of seeing what seeing what everyone else is doing and then adapting it to my own firm has been has been very helpful Breezy, if you get a chance, if we can drop the link to the Maximum Lawyer Facebook page in here, that'd be great because I know that's a wealth of knowledge and a great resource for so many attorneys. So um, I know I don't know if you jumped in. I'm getting some audio feedback. Um, all right, so we're talking about now taking this to you know I love what you talked about with the marketing funnels, drip campaigns. I agree with you. I mean, there's so many lawyers that are completely unknowledgeable about this, which is not a not a judgment call. I mean, we don't learn it in law school. If we start at the government, we don't learn it. If we started a big firm, we don't learn it. Like it's really the, you know, the you and, and the me's running those media, the small to medium businesses where you have to know enough to be able to continue to grow the business in the manner that makes the most sense. And so one of the things you talked about that I want to hear more on is marketing using long form content. So right off the bat, what are we talking about with long form content? So, you know, we're talking about essentially like like subject matter guides and you know long form content I'm, I'm sure there's some definition about like how many words it should be and that kind of thing but what i'm talking about is not like you know a blog post that you pound out that's like four or five paragraphs um it's where there there is some area or issue that um that you want to address and that you you create the definitive guide for it and so one one way that i used this was there's this thing called the high tech act that you can use to request medical records for cheap and when i created this guide to use the high tech act there were some other websites that talked about it but um none of them were super comprehensive and importantly none of them were geared towards a lawyer who was looking at how to do it in their own firm and how to create a system around it and so i i created this this long web page that described you know what the high tech act is how to use it i posted like you know like like docx letters that you could download that i send the text expander snippets that we used internally the um and then a long list of th that we had developed internally of common pushback from medical providers and how to respond is that and available it's it's available right now on my website okay rockfirm.com backslash high tech h-i-t-e-c-h and um 
the it's funny because I I initially posted it and um, one of my attorney friends called me up and was like Ryan why did you post all that and I'm like what do you mean and he was like you could put that into a PDF charge people 20 bucks to see it and and make money off it and my view was well what's more valuable to me than I don't know an, an initial couple thousand bucks is providing tons of value to other lawyers and then asking them to refer me stuff and asking um, and kind of becoming known for this really niche thing and what happened was um, tons of lawyers started using it um, the lawyer started referring me cases because of it I've been local counsel in a couple cases because someone saw the guide and needed a Georgia local counsel. Um, and I've been, I, I, I'm in touch with just tons of lawyers all the time about per, personal injury lawyers about this kind of stuff nationwide. And so it's, it's helped in that way. It's, it's helped both for page views for whatever that's worth. Um, but also as kind of a, like a, a networking tool that where it makes it easy to network with people who care about the same stuff that I care about. Hey, Breezy, I, I put in the chat the link to Max Law, and then if we can do the, the lawfirm.com slash high-tech, H-I-T-E-C-H as well in the comments, please. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, I we are we're in that age where you can monetize anything. Like literally there are people making millions of dollars opening up toys on YouTube. And so it's always interesting to kind of balance that, you know, monetization side hustle with hobbies and interests. And especially as a lawyer, I mean, you know, no offense to you, but at 20 bucks a pop, how many of these are you going to sell versus like that one PI case, you know, might be a five figure, six figure settlement to you. I mean, that's going to be worth a lot more than, you know, 200 people paying you to, to read this guide. Well, absolutely right. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm early in, in my career relatively, right. And so I'm playing the long game. Like I would rather provide so much value to another lawyer that they don't forget my name. And, you know, and maybe, and yeah, like if they refer one case to me over the next, you know, 30 years that I practice, that's way more, that'll move the needle more than the couple thousand bucks that I would get now. Um, and, you know, um, it just wouldn't really make, wouldn't really make any difference for me. The, the other way that I've, I've used long form content. So I have this high tech guide that is targeted towards attorneys. I also created a guide for um, changing your name and gender marker in your birth certificate and other government documents in Georgia. And um, I actually made this directly as a response to President Trump getting elected because a lot of trans folk were worried that um and, and i think rightly so that they would be um discriminated against more in the trump era that they would have reduced access to um changing their government documents to reflect um their, their own name and gender expression and um and the funny thing is actually doing this is not difficult um it's just difficult if you've never walked into a courthouse before right it's like you know and and so for for us lawyers it's like you know, oh, oh yeah, it's a, it's a five item list that you need to do. You show up for a hearing, you pass paper around, you know, you file, you know, you advertise in the legal organ and boom, there you go. Right. It's another Tuesday. Um, but for someone who's never encountered the court system before, 
it's very complicated and very scary. And it was something that was relatively new. And so what I, I have a complete guide for how to do that, including sample pleadings and kind of, you know, fill, fill out yourself pleadings um, and all this stuff. And I would say I, I and anyone wants to talk to me about it, I talk to them for free. And if they try to hire me, I tell them no, right? And I say, you can hire me, but only if money's more valuable than time for you. Otherwise, you know, we'll, we'll talk for 15 or 20 minutes and I'll walk you through it. And um, now, obviously, this is not to generate business. Um, I mean, in some way it is because I'm talking to people that I probably would never otherwise talk to, right? And, and a lot of people, I'm the only lawyer that they know from then on out. But, but one way that I've been able to utilize this piece of content, but, and, and but it's the most comprehensive guide for anyone doing this in Georgia. And I'm one of maybe three lawyers who, who actually do this. Um, whenever I give people free help, I say, hey, can you do me a favor? If, if this helped you, can you leave me a five-star review on Google? And just describe, describe how this helped you. And, um, you know, and I don't have tons, I mean, I don't have tons of reviews. I think I have like low thirties. Um, but I consistently get reviews from, you know, giving people some free help. And to me, you know, I'll gladly exchange 15 minutes on the phone for, a, you know, a nice five-star Google review, certainly at this point in my career. Well, and especially, you know, and I love how you phrase that because like you're helping somebody that may end up getting an accident that may end up meeting you, but ultimately they're walking through a very personal moment in life that they may not have help otherwise. Um, yeah. I mean, and, you know, and I think like, it's funny, you know, it's also a good thing to do. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm also doing it because it's a good thing to do, but if I can do it because it's the right thing to do and I can also get some value for me in a not super scummy way, then, you, you, you know, then, then I can both justify it as like, it's, it's a good moral thing to do and it's a good business thing to do. So from the standpoint of an attorney, you know, watching or listening to this discussion, who's looking for the right piece of that long form content for them, obviously don't steal the high tech guide and, you know, but come up with something that fits you. Like what are, what are the right questions to ask? You know, how do you, how do you get somebody to come up with the right topic? So I think, you know, for blog posts and stuff, I think there's a lot like, if I want some pretty thin content, there's a lot of ways to figure that out. You know, like AVO questions, keyword researchers, that kind of thing. I think for this kind of deep long form content, you need to think about what are big pressing problems that are big enough that people are really going to find value in it, but not so big that they've already been solved by excellent content, right? So like, I would not, if I were going to write another piece of content, let's say in the, um, you know, in the PI space, I wouldn't try to write like a, you know, a guide to filing a personal injury lawsuit or something like that, because there's a lot of good content out there. Or like, I wouldn't try to write a treatise because there are a lot of great treatises out there. Um, what I might do is think about, okay, a lot of, a lot of cases that personal injury attorneys pass on are um, disputed liability soft tissue injury cases, right? Yep. And so maybe I'd say, you know, I'm going to write the best comprehensive guide aimed at a pro se litigant on how to prosecute your own 
uh, uh, disputed liability soft tissue case. And I'm going to show, I'm going to include a, a sample pleading that you can download and fill out. Um, I'm going to include sample request letters to get the evidence you need. Um, I'm going to, you know, include a list of um, every um, traffic court in Georgia so you can find whatever traffic court the other party was cited in, you know, and, and get it or whatever. Um, I'm going to include common investigative things that we do ourselves to figure out liability. Um, you know, a sample open records request for new one one calls, um, a list of background check services that you can use. And so, and so I'm going to make this, you know, you know, from soup to nuts for this pro se person and then just put it out. And the goal is one, you can, for if, if you're a personal injury lawyer, for every case that you decline, because it's a disputed liability soft issue, you can say, hey, look, man, um, you know, we can't represent you for these reasons, but I have this guide on how you can do it yourself. And so here it is. Um, and for other lawyers, you can say, hey guys, um, I know it sucks, like, you know, declining these people. And there's always the danger that they leave you a bad review or shit talk you because you didn't take their case. So you can add people some value by sending them to my guide. And um, what I would probably also do is, is retarget them. So, you know, you know, pixel them and all that. Um, collect their information, maybe. I wouldn't use it as a gateway, but I would maybe say, if you want more information, that kind of thing. And I would also somehow get them a download link for my, um, for a V card that just has lawyer, you know, car accident lawyer, Ryan Locke, and tell them download it to your phone. And in that way, I'm, I'm growing a list of people who have been in a wreck, but aren't aren't a good client for me now, but maybe. Um, I'm putting my information in their phone and then I can retarget them. And then you can just kind of grow a list of that you can then blast with, you know, whatever marketing material you have. But people you can start reminding that you exist and then, you know, you know, if you know, let's say that you take you take some time to make that and you get, you know, a handful of cases off it off it over the next decade, like the ROI on that's going to be insane. So I just want to back up here for a second. So it, in essence, I mean, it sounds like we're sort of balancing what you do with where the need is that you might not be able to help with like, how does it make you feel to help people through this issue? Like, are those kind of the three things that we're juggling when coming up yeah. with this content? Yeah. I mean, and I think you can target people like you can, you can target, um, you know, non-lawyers in this way, like what I just described, right? You can also target lawyers and, and, and non-lawyers, but it's related to your practice area, right? Right. So like you're, they're going to want to know this stuff and you're going to encounter these potential clients. You're going to have to decline and can refer them. Um, you could also create content, I think, directed at lawyers for, um, um, to get, for, you know, to get referrals. And then I would think about, you know, if I want to get referrals from PI lawyers, I mean, PI cases, I'm not going to target PI lawyers because if it's a good enough case, they're going to keep it. And so I would want to target some other lawyer, um, but perhaps um, have some overlap that I can provide, right? So maybe I want to target immigration lawyers or criminal defense lawyers. I mean, the High Tech Act is a good example where I could write a similar thing for public defenders. Right. 
where I could say, hey, public defenders, do you need to get your client's medical records in their criminal defense case? I'm like, here, let me show you how to do that. And it'll it'll cost you 10 bucks. And so you don't have to worry about, you know, your boss coming down on you because you sent out a request and then they got a bill for, you know, $3,000 or something. Um, and so I'm trying to happen to many people before. I, one of the reasons I started the page was I got slapped with the $5,000 bill, you know, and for records that, that they never even delivered, but that's a, that's a whole different story. Um, but, you know, so you can provide value to these cases. If, you know, if I were an immigration lawyer and I did removal defense, I would think about doing some type of immigration consequences um, guide for eat for every commonly charged crime in my state. And I would send that to, I would provide that for free to every public defender in the state. And then, I, and you know, and, and like, that's the kind of content. I mean, there are tons of Padilla guides out there, right? But there aren't, I, I don't know if there's any guide where I could look up a Georgia, you know, look up a Georgia crime and it would tell me exactly what the Padilla analysis is. Maybe even the sample language that I would have to put into a letter to my own client advising them about this stuff. You know, and so that adds massive value. And then you become the go to person for those public defenders for that immigration stuff. You know, the last thing. So, you know, we have the in your practice area, non non lawyers, potential clients, a kind of a, a adjacent or complementary practice areas or people who also serve your potential clients in these other areas. And then I can think about the last thing is. And this is like my my birth certificate, um, changing your your name and gender and your birth certificate guide. Um, things that um, things that people want, but no attorney is providing because there's no money in it, or um, you know it's 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 a really cutting edge kind of thing. And so, you know, in in that way, you, for those, um, I I think the the main value you can get from them are are getting more people to know who you are, particularly if you're, you know, like a PI lawyer, you're, you're consumer facing, but also the, you know, the, the breadth of your list kind of, you know, the more people on your list, the more money you're going to make because the more potential cases are going to come in. Um, or like, um, or, or like what I'm doing with like reviews or that kind of thing. Right. Um, I think you could also probably use it for, like to to increase your own um, if you're looking for like speaking engagements or right. you like kind of increase your own profile and um, and you have some connection for why you want to do, you know, like, let's say that if I were really into like model rocketry, let's say, then, um, you know, maybe I'd write a guide about like, you know, model rocketry law and common issues. You know, like what happens when you shoot a model rocket off and it lands on someone's roof? Who's responsible? Where are you allowed to shoot them off? Like if, if you have drones and you're into pictures, like where can you fly them? What, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then, and then, you know, you start getting exposure in those areas. I think the interest has to be authentic. Right. Like you can't just, you know, like I, I couldn't, like, I wish I could write a long form article about like motorcycles or something, but um, that's just not me. Um, but anyway, you, you can, you know, you can kind of be the lawyer in these other groups through the incredible content that you're making for them and giving for free and not trying to get anything back other than just kind of being known.
makes total sense. And so um, it's just, it's amazing to me how many, as much information as we have access to, there are still millions of really great ideas like this that, that are never done or were just done very recently. And it's mm -hmm. just incredible to see people try and continue to reinvent the same wheel over and over again when there's a million other wheels that might apply to their, you know, their firm as well or their area of practice. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think, I think like one way that and like anyone can really find good ideas is to just make it hyper specific and hyper local. And, you know, there's so many ways to, if you think, what could I do that would help the lawyers in this niche practice area in my state and would also benefit me? You can probably come up with a list of, you know, at least five things. And the other nice thing about this long form content is it ranks well on Google. Other people, if it's the best, if it truly is, if it truly does give incredible value, other lawyers will love it. Other lawyers will recommend it to everyone. Like it, it'll have legs and it lasts forever. Right. Like you can, you can, once you put up this incredible long form content and you devote, you know, maybe like an hour or two a month to update it or improve it or whatever over time, the, I think my high tech one's been up for a number of years and it, it continually provides like, like I get, e I get emails about it every week. Um, and, and I, I do a very minimal job. I only update it when big things happen. And so, you know, I, I think that, um, that has a lot stronger legs over time than, than the equivalent amount of time, just punching out, you know, blog posts or something like that. Makes total sense. All right. So I want to change gears a little bit. Um, we also talked about, you mentioned that you had just hired somebody using a completely virtual process. So we're going to go into mm -hmm. digital hiring, which is especially relevant, even though we are hopefully knock on wood towards the end of COVID, but still forcibly extra digital kind of walk us through, you know, a little bit of what happened there. Um, so I had to, um, I was hiring another paralegal and, um, you know, obviously this is, um, this is a hire that like I, you want to spend a lot of time on and you want to get right, you know, like a real critical hire. And um, I decided this, this was, this was over the holidays during COVID. And um, I decided, you know, this position can be remote. And so, you know, I'd kind of like them to be in, in my time zone or an adjacent time zone, but otherwise, you know, I'm in the Eastern time. Like you can be in Tennessee, you can be in Maine, whatever. Um, but I hate hiring. I hate spending the time doing it. I hate um, I hate reading people's resumes and cover letters. I hate um, if if you applied for this job, let me apologize to you, but I hated reading all of your stuff. Like you, know, I I just don't like it, and I'm not particularly good at it either, right? Anyway, so here's what I did. Um, one the um i actually i want to plug one service it's called wise hire w-i-z-e-h-i-r-e -E. i'm not affiliated with them i don't get paid anything for them but they're the best they're the best mass hiring service that i've used i think it's uh, maybe it's maybe like a little bit north of 100 bucks a month and you can oh, and oh, you can wait. post. You're, uh, yeah. you're coming in and out. 
So the um, I'm t uh, talking about wise hire. The two nice things is you can blast your job a uh, job ad everywhere, and it makes every applicant take a disk profile assessment. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and it'll compare their disk results to the ideal disk profile for the job you're hiring for. Um, and so this is cool. Both one, it's an additional barrier to entry. And so I don't want to hire someone who doesn't take the time to do that. Two, I can make sure that generally they'll be a good fit for the job, right? Um, and three, it also lets me know that my job ad is targeting the right people. Because if I have a pair, if I have a job ad for a paralegal and I'm getting like widely different disk results, then I know I'm not hitting the type of people I want to hit. But if a lot of the results are similar, then I know, okay, great. This is hiring the type of person who I want. Anyway, th th that's that's the plug for wise hire. But here, here behind the scenes is what I did. Job ad is really long so that they so that they have to read it. And I put information in there that if they mention it, then they immediately get bonus points, like what our mission is, what our values are, that kind of thing. Um, there's a link in there. It says apply by this link. And the link goes to a Google form where they have to input their name and email. Once they do that, it sends them an email and it says, hey, thank you so much for applying. Go to the second link to apply. By the way, this is going to take you about 20 minutes. Shoots them over to another Google form that asks them some basic questions that were basic. I'm, I'm mostly using the C, like, do you have any experience in this area? And right. are you going to write more than one sentence? You know, like some, you know, some people, if I ask, hey, describe your experience in a law office and someone writes yes, like you're not getting hired. But if you, you know, if you write five or 10 sentences describing your experience, then like, great, you're going on. Here's the other critical thing that I did. I included questions that mirror actual tasks that I would give them or actual ways that we would communicate. And so here's a real one that I used because this kind of stuff happens all the time in a PI office. It said, imagine you get this email from me. Hey, we just got the client's medical records from Dr. Smith. And he referred, um, he referred the client to specialist Dr. Brown. Please get all these records. Which records should you request? Records from Dr. Smith, records from Dr. Brown, records from both Dr. Smith and Dr. Brown, or need more information, right? And obviously the answer is we have the records from Mr. Smith, from Dr. Smith. You need to request the records from Dr. Brown. One third of all my applicants got that question wrong. And they had unlimited time to figure that out. And I actually would have given you extra points if you emailed me and said, hey, your question's a little bit unclear, but here's what I think you're asking. I don't want it to count against me in the process, which no one did, by the way. No one did that. And so then I had a couple more questions, some grammar questions and that kind of thing. What this all did was, so, so, so you know, I clicked the button, turn this all on. Don't check it for a week. Um, jump in, everything's in a Google Sheet. It's extremely easy to compare everyone's responses. And I can, I can look and just exclude everyone who answered any of these questions incorrectly. And then I'm left with a pretty high quality pool of people 
where it's it's much easier to determine all right who should i interview and who not uh, the people who i interviewed i scheduled using a calendaring program we we met on google meet i recorded every interview and then i, I shared that interview with my team and i said hey guys i'm thinking these three people are the finalists um tell me who you think i should watch a little bit of the interviews and tell me who you think i should hire and everyone had everyone picked the the person we ended up hiring and it, it saved so much time because i didn't i wanted my team's input because we're pretty small and this paralegal role is a critical person who would be interacting with everyone so i, I wanted everyone's buy-in i also wanted to make sure that i was making the right hire um but i didn't want to waste time with like you know, everyone sit in on this call and watch me ask this person questions and they answer and that kind of thing, you know? Sense. And so the, I mean, it, it's the first hiring process that I've ever enjoyed. The only way I think I would improve it is in moving forward, I would take myself out of the interview and I would have someone else conduct these interviews and record them. I would review them and then I would step in for like a final like vibe check interview. Um, but otherwise, I'm I'm very happy with it because a lot of people self-eliminated. Their emails bounced back. They gave shitty answers. They gave incorrect answers. And then of the people who are left, we had a nice high-quality pool, and um, you know we're able to interview and hire. And and we we did this over like in the weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So in a time when like no one really wants to be doing anything. Right. We got over over 200 applicants for this job, and and made and made a really great hire. That's fantastic. All right. So as we start getting towards the end, any other tips that you want to add on that the digital hiring process? Um, the you know I do the same thing for um I, I have some virtual assistants who do things like some social media stuff and some um med records review and, and retrieval and that kind of thing. And I mean, my number one, and, and so their hiring is obviously less involved because those kind of positions are, are you know, it's kind of more fungible. Um, but, but we still make some good hires by making them do something that they're gonna have to do in the actual job. And then judging that, you know, and like the, so for the, um, I have a social media virtual assistant who, takes the transcripts from the videos that I post on YouTube, turns them into blog posts and posts them on my website. And so what I did, the, the entire hiring process, it was the same exact thing. I didn't use Wise Hire, I posted on a, on a virtual assistant job board, but it was essentially, give me your name and email. I wanna make sure that the email doesn't bounce when it's sent back to you. That maybe 10% of emails bounce. Wow. Um, it says, download this text file which is a, a transcript of a four minute video I posted on YouTube. Um, write a blog post, go to this Google form and paste it into the Google form along with your name and email. And then I'll get back to you. And that's it, that's the entire job application, right? Um, the, some people posted in not, gr not great blog posts, right? Oh, and, and I included, I, I have a checklist on how to do it. And I included that portion of the checklist. And so I said, just follow this checklist. Yeah, you know, maybe a third of people didn't follow the checklist or did something that I didn't want at all. One person created a PowerPoint presentation based on writing. I'm like, that's that's less than useless for me. 
So like I didn't hire that person. Um, maybe, maybe most of the rest did an adequate job. And then the person I ended up hiring did this. They, they posted in the, the blog and they had a little preview before it, a little like intro. And they said, hey, I assume that this is for an audience in the United States. And I think I understand what you were talking about. So I did some keyword research and I included some additional keywords in the text and they're all in bold. So you can see where I put them in. All right. I don't even have to look at anything else. You're hired. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and so this, this process really makes the best fit for exactly what you need them to do. Um, it makes those candidates rise to the top. Makes perfect sense. All right. So, um, for everybody interested in continuing to follow our show, our next episode will be on Monday, February 8th. We have Sam who's going to talk to us. Sam is part of the two comma club. that means that through click funnels, he has made over a million dollars worth of business. Hence the two commas, which I think is the coolest name. And there actually is an award um, for any of you that have seen the Facebook ads that at least I get currently from him. Um, he's going to talk to us about marketing funnels, digital Facebook ads, et cetera, along those lines. Then next week on Tuesday the 9th, I'll be speaking at the Law Firm Grow Summit being put on by Profit With Law. Uh, we'll be talking about the missing pieces of your marketing puzzle. That conference goes until Thursday. Thursday, we'll be doing a breakout session as part of the conference on how to double your close rate automatically. And we'll talk about that. If anybody's interested, that's profitwithlaw or uh, lawfirmgrowsummit.com slash legal ease. And with that, let me come back to, so if somebody has been listening to this the last about 45 minutes and they take absolutely nothing else away, there is nothing that they remember other than what you're about to say here. What is the biggest piece of advice that you would like to give to attorneys to help them become the exhibit A of a successful attorney? Yeah, I mean, if you take nothing else away, remember that I'm Ryan Locke, the attorney, and not Ryan Locke, the Olympic swimmer. That's the only thing that I want you to, to take away. You know, I think the here, here's a common problem that I have, and, and I continue to try to work on it, so I imagine that a lot of other people do too, is when you start thinking about your firm as business and all the things you can do suddenly there's a list like of 500 things long right and you're like wow i'm deficient in literally every area of my professional life like i need to fix all of this right away and um you'll do a you know if you try to fix everything right away you'll do a poor job you won't see any results and you'll quit and so what's really helped me is picking one thing every quarter and I say, this is the thing that by the end of this quarter, it's going to be perfect and self-sustaining. And then I can move on to the next thing. And maybe that's the, you know, maybe that's your hiring process. And you say, all right, I'm going to put this hiring process together that I heard Ryan talk about. I'm going to make a hire. And that's, that's a Q1 goal. Maybe it's the, I'm going to write a long form content. Maybe it's, you know, start a podcast, drip funnel, whatever, you know, pick one thing. That's your thing focus on it relentlessly and and you'll have and you will move the needle more that way than if you try to handle a bunch of things all at once and i know this from hard one experience yeah i'm gonna echo that the uh mike oyland called it do less but better mm-hmm. and that's so the i mean that's ultimately the entire part of this show is we're trying to give people a bunch of different options to help them figure out what are the two or three things that they want to throw themselves into when it comes to marketing 
So rather than being the Barracuda always chasing that new shiny object and not actually accomplishing anything. Yeah, fantastic, man. Um, before I let you go. For, uh, thanks for having me on, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Before I let you go, though, you just started a new case law podcast. So if you are, if you are in Georgia, and you practice personal injury or criminal defense, um, I guess also criminal prosecution. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, um, the law usually important for prosecutors. If you would like to know the law, um, I have a weekly show where I talk about every single criminal defense and personal injury appellate case that was decided the week before. And we talk about the what you know facts of the case, the holding of the case, and practice tips about how to apply um, how to apply these types of things to your practice. Um, and it's it's Georgia Case Law Podcast available where wherever podcasts are sold, and it's it's dropped every week. It's free though, right? Yes. Oh, okay, that was the so Anchor FM Georgia Law Georgia Case Law Podcast. Uh, I'm sure iTunes, Stitcher, all the big ones. It's, yeah, it's on, um, yes, it's on all the ones that Anchor will let me push it to, um, including um, Spotify and Apple, Apple Podcasts. Perfect. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I had fun. I had fun. Thanks so much, Jordan. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com, E-A-S-E.